Who's your daddy? Boom! We're off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with my boy. He's all for pitch because we're doing this early. Zach Elias. What's I up, am. Zach? But I love that people can't hear the banter we have beforehand. And then it's like, and we're on. Like, it's just nonsense. And then it goes right into it. That's called being a professional, sir. Absolutely. And we are consummate professionals. <laughs> Booze Your Daddy, the podcast, episode 93. We're calling this Smashville. As I'm well, back. Like- smashing oh oh because you were in smashville i got you as i was in smashville people we usually do this live 8 30 on tuesdays we post later on saturday make sure you download rate review and subscribe but we are still doing it live you implied that this is not live that this is somehow taped shtick <laughs> it might as well be zach it's been a while i got a lot to get it into has. my man but before we can do that what you drinking I'm boring today. I'm drinking a... Well, it's You're boring every boring. day. No, I'm phenomenal every day. Today, I'm a little boring. I went yingling because the supermarket had no good beers, so I knew that I would eventually just drink these as opposed to having something else I don't like and wouldn't end up drinking. So I have yinglings. What do you have? That's half the fun is that you get something that you got to chew down. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to chew down something next week when I find something that's chewable. You should have seen the, you know, chaw they had there. I had chaw once, almost puked. True story. Yeah. I did too. I was in camp and like the counselor gave it to us. He's like, you chew on these turds for a little while. He called them turds. <laughs> so we're chewing them. Each of us like this, two chumps. And we all spit it like across the room. How we're old were you? Like 12. Oh, <laughs> I think I was 22 at the time. Yeah, well, I was chewing turds. Whatever it was, we were like 12 chomping on these things because Lonnie Dykstra did it. He also put steroids on his Frosted Flakes. And those are two of the non-worst things he's done. <laughs> Can't wait for this documentary series. You're excited, right? Even though you know it and seen it all. Wait, there's a Lenny Dykstra documentary? No, no, no. They're doing the Mets four-parter. Oh, yeah, that. I thought it was straight Dykstra. Oh, I assume it's going to be a ton of Dykstra. No, nah, it won't be. I, I don't know. I, I hope it's Rafi Santana, who I heard also, like, when you went for Kyle, had a hog on him. For Kyle? Yeah, supposedly he's uh, – Uribe. 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 Was, yeah, Uribe. They're all uh, – but no, Santana was also nuts. If you read The Bad Guys 1 – Great book. He used three to watch, chapters like, just on his hog. Well, no, that too. But he used to watch like midget porn, like bestiality. He was nuts. Who doesn't? You don't. You don't mm. No. no uh, mm. Not with my teammates. Yeah, that, that that's a good book. That book I, I recommend to you, even though it's not as a Met fan. I had to turn something off the other day because there was too much eye stuff going on. We'll leave it at there. We could talk about this eye stuff. As Bob Saget says, he became cockeyed. <laughs> What are you drinking? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I bought this or maybe Julia got this, but there is not a lick of English on this can. I hope it's a rosé. It's a cerveza Cayaco oh. la- lager. Oh, I which- thought it was going to – oh, you send it this way. I like lager. I thought it was going to be some Cambodian nonsense. Cayaco. That looks yeah. like what they give you in a hotel. Like, here, have this thing. It might be. There's no English on here. What, what country and- is this thing from? Is Springs Valley, California. This one? This country? <laughs> All Looks right. like it says Gua- Guadalajara, I think is what it actually what is. What fuck is that? All right. Zachy, release the Kraken. It's released. It's going to be a Corona. They're all Coronas. Enjoy it. Yeah, 3.9% alcohol. It is 3. not. 3.9? You would have a lot of those. That's the plan, man, because tonight is one of my Christmases. It's the beginning of the NFL season, which will lead into the Super Bowl. I am so excited. That's so why we— pumped for Pat's Cowboys—what uh, is it, Tampa Cowboys? You know Cowboys are in my top five, right? 
who has five teams. I'm watching some 18-year-old pitcher play some, play tennis against some other person I've never heard of. I like her vibe. She's sort of cool and quirky and funny. And It's also Fernandez. when you haven't like drank in a long time and you go to a bar, the first one's always the best. It's the first one that hits yeah. the lips. I will not care as much for next Thursday night game, but I watch most of the games. I'm very excited. You got Tommy Terrific coming back for Super Bowl number eight. America's team. You're not pumped for this? Come on. You live in Jersey. You're going to call them America's team? You get the shit kicked out of you. I have a lot I could go on to, but we're going to start off quick, Zach, with I got into an argument last night during a fantasy draft, which you might – I want to maybe put this up for Pichu. the draft the you kicked me out of? Mm, nope. Different one. I was in – I had three last night. It was That's really rough. Everybody was waiting for as close as you can to the season. One Tuesday, one today. Hence the reason that's why we're doing this on a Thursday before football. There was a guy in one of my drafts who drafted four quarterbacks until he got called out. And his response was, you'll see my strategy when none of you have a quarterback. And I just said, dude, I hope nobody trades with you. What a loser. He went off on me in a draft. I have no nice. idea. I'm, I only know one person in the league. I was one of those, like, we need a guy, and it wasn't too much money. Mm. Like the he one you said, convinced me to do and then kick me out of? <laughs> so, more or less, do you know what happened with that draft, Zach, is I have an uncle who, mm-hmm. he's still kind of learning how to text, and I the said to him... you discussed on the air? No. Different one, where I said to him, hey, it feels like a lot of people don't really care about this league... I wanted to know if you wanted to do it anymore. He's learning how to text? What does that mean? Most of the time, he just sends an emoji, and usually they don't make sense. Yeah, so does my seven-year-old. His response to me was that was, yes, get new people, which I assumed was like, okay, I guess. He also was one of those people who doesn't really follow it so much anymore. He's that guy who's still drafting you know, Randy Moss and Adrian Peterson. He always has the Pro Bowl from four years ago, maybe earlier than that. So that's why I filled you in our family league. Monday, and who are we if we're not family? We're Mishpucha. That was my original team name. His response to me maybe a couple of weeks later was, hey, what time's our draft this week? He's not even in the league. And I said, uh, <laughs> so I, I would have been okay rolling with 13, but Yahoo won't let you do it. What have you been up to in the last week since we've done this? Uh, I don't know. There was a hurricane. How was that for you? And, and I did a draft on Rosh Hashanah. Good Yontif. Good Yontif to you. Good Yontif to you. I hope you have a good fast and you're sealed in the book of life next week. I have none of that. Fast, never good. And I'm like the book of death. Uh, So I did a draft in Queens. I did a draft in Queens on Yontif. I caught a little hell for that. But I'm the only J in the league. And yet how hard is to get 12 people in the same room with a a three-day window between Labor Day and the the opening day today? I, I had to do it. It's unethical for me not to have showed up. Not as bad as if it was Passover, but Rosh Hashanah, you're just sitting there at the table. It's just, it's just Happy New Year. If I would do a draft on New Year's Day, I would do a draft on Rosh Hashanah. It's the same thing. Vafanopoli, same thing. I don't know what the hell that means. Neither do you. Um, yes, I do. I just, I'm binge watching Sopranos from the beginning to catch up before the, you know, the prequel's coming out, I think I October do. 1st. I'm binge watching it. And with closed captioning, I'm hitting pause on every word. I'm telling you, my Italian is going to be multi nice. Good usage. I told Jenna that if she can tell me how pious we kept the last five Rosh Hashanahs, I wouldn't go to the draft. She started to laugh and said, enjoy. She said, what's pious? Yeah, she had nothing. So, yeah, I, I did that. But, yeah, le- last Wednesday, because we filmed early, filmed, whatever this thing is, I, we had the hurricane, and that was the real deal. We didn't get Wait, what happened that. to the dinner that you were bitching about? Well, I you did, did that. I did the dinner. So it was the hurricane dinner. Essentially, Jenna wanted to bail on it because the weather was going to be so bad. And it's a hurricane. She, she, yeah. 
We didn't actually take it seriously. So then I'm driving the three out of the five people. The husband of the birthday girl says, okay, guys, you guys can do what you want, meaning three-fifths of the party. I'm showing up. So then, you know, you guys do what you want. So essentially he issued a subpoena. So it's going to be a dinner for two or a surprise party. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, so we do it. We roll the dice. Going out, there's a little bit of rain, no biggie. It's a lot of rain, but I've driven much, much worse. I do the draft at the table. Team kicked ass. The Yahoo gave me an A minus, which is always the kiss of death. Of course. When Yahoo gives you a D, you're going to win the league. When they give you an A minus and everyone else gets like C's, you're done. Also, the only guy I don't have Gus Edwards in. We'll discuss that. Ugh. Anyway, so we do the dinner. I do the draft. They're all pretty affable, as I said about the whole thing. I got one of the bus boys involved. He liked that I was doing a draft. It was some hooker situation who was singing two tables over. I, I asked the people, like, as they were going to the bathroom, and I was too. Oh, so you were singing. So how do you two know each other? Just And he puts his arm around her and goes, oh, we're old friends. And he Wait. walked out. We were, I was dying. She was clearly on the take. That's Greenwich. You know, you got to keep you plenty of money, and you got to keep active. What's that go for uh, these days in Greenwich? Her? I don't know. I should have asked her. I, I got to think at least 300 But why pay for dinner? If you're gonna, pay three, I, don't I don't think know. you're in the ballpark, Zach. Five hundred? Gee, I think, I think it's yeah, it's like eight nine hundred. So if you're gonna pay nine hundred, why even give her the meal? What's the point? Why don't you just have the sex and then go out and get pizza? Who the hell needs to wine and dine her? You you care about her story? How she came from from Latvia? Who gives a shit? Anyway, moving on. We get outside and gather two of every animal. Even the valet. Well, I was too cheap to valet my car. He's like, I don't even know what to do. I can't even valet. He can't even pull up cars. Don't know what to do. So we suck it up. We run out there, and it's raining hard. And I had never heard of like a fl- seen like a flash flood before. I just heard of it. I witnessed it. I drove through it. We went to go get on the highway. I get down to the on-ramp. I see headlights coming at me. People are coming off the on-ramp because the, the uh, hutch is a literal river. We pulled into a firehouse because we all had to pee. Jenna sweet talked the fireman to let us use the bathroom. And eventually a different fireman came and goes, what are you guys doing? I said, we're waiting it out so we can get home. She goes, where do you live? We said, the city. He goes, you're not getting home tonight. I, I, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, you're fucking staying here. He, he goes, he dropped an F-bomb? Yeah, he goes, there's a hotel down the block. Go there as fast as possible and take any room they have, yep. which we did. So yeah, I bunked up with Jenna and her buddy uh, that night, you know. They were a piece of rye bread. I was. They were a piece of white rye bread. I was the meat in the middle. It's that kind of thing. The birthday girl entered her forties with real dignity. She and her husband spent the night in their car in a church parking lot because they were caught between two dips and were flooded in. They got they stuck there. With grace. They got stuck. They slept in the wow. car. Or maybe slept. I mean, you gotta yeah. have church parking lot sex. They don't seem like the kind who would, but you sort of have to at that point. Julia got stuck as well, coming back from the oh, city and. Good. It was 11, 11.30, and she's calling me, and I'm calling places trying to find out where she is, where to get her hotel. How was the, how was the hurricane near you? It was horrible, but it basically was really bad in Newark. Everything's bad in Newark all the time. Newark. <laughs> she, she got stuck, and she basically said, all right, I'm going to wait this out. And I, There was literally nothing to do other than I said to her, just leave the car and walk home. I actually mapped it where she was, three miles. I don't care how deep the water was, swim. She can swim. Her phone is waterproof. That's what I would have done. What she got? Waterproof? Pretty good. Her iPhone. It's not waterproof. Good uh, luck. It's, it's water tolerant. I think resistant. They can handle a light drizzle. You put that thing, dunk it for toots. I've seen TikToks where the person has the phone at the bottom of an aquarium and then they do all types of fun stuff. Anyways, I was a great boyfriend and waited up for her until about 1145. You which are point- not a great boyfriend. You are a fiance now, big boy. I fell asleep. 
and around two in the morning, I heard, I made it home in case you were wondering. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was absolutely helpless. You can't fight your body. Tells you when to sleep time. Zach, I just got back from Smashville this past weekend. Which smash? I tell you, you go down there, you need to be single when you get down there. Have you been? I haven't been single forever, so what's the point of me going to Tennessee? <laughs> you don't like my people anyway, married or single. It's Yours true. either. I could not believe how many bachelorette parties were there. I mean, it was Labor Day weekend. I could not believe it. And the big That's thing the thing there- do on Labor Day weekend, bachelorette parties? Because you can do a long weekend and not have to take off work for the extra day. Those, those broads don't work. The, um, the big thing down there is the big pickup truck type of thing. I think I sent you a picture of some young ladies with a hot tub in their pickup- it's going to be on the news at some point where one of those things is going to get flipped over and there's going to be, oh, the bride was really looking forward to her wedding and then she was decapitated. A massacre, the whole bridal party. They're all freaking drunk standing. I don't know how that's legal, but it is. So Tennessee, nothing's illegal there. The laws it, are medieval. It's it's. It was Nathan Dixon guy. You know about nonsense laws. The food there was amazing. We actually took a day and went down to Jack Daniels, which was like, do we want to do this? Do we not? It was awesome. They basically, yeah, it was really, really cool. Granted, I've done a million beer tours. I've never done a distillery, but they basically show you how they do it. They don't have a secret recipe. It's just malt, rye, and hops, water. But their trick is after they make the whiskey, they then run it through charcoal, which they have made by putting bricks of wood and lighting them on fire using moonshine that they also make. So it's this whole kind of process there. The coolest thing was the guy's like, do you guys want to taste the moonshine? He had the long wand that they used to. He goes, come here, put your hands out and cup it. So I was like, okay. He fills my hands up. Body of Christ, I take a drink. I have no more hairs in any any it orifice. Begins. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, woo, doggies. Julie looked at me. up in Guadalajara. <laughs> That's where I got my uh, Kayako here. So the JD was fun. But what I really wanted to tell you about, because I'm a big comedy fan. I love stand-up comedy. And Nashville is a hub for stand-up comedy. It's getting bigger and bigger. Of course, real it's not New York. comedy like Larry the Cable Guy? No, no, real. They get real people to come through there. It's just a very interesting dynamic. Because until you're doing arenas, you're touring and hitting local clubs. So usually comedians, quote, work out out of the comedy cellar, the comedy store. That's where they get up a couple nights a week and they're working on bits. Once they have the bit, then they hit the road. If you're not a huge star, you generally are getting paid for a weekend or a couple of days at a local club. The big one there is called Zanies. I've heard of it. I said we're going to be down there. I'm probably not going back. Let's check it out. The guy who was the headliner that night, I'd never heard of. He was somebody named Desi Banks. Whatever. Usually they have a couple of them, actually. We show up at a company called Zadie's. Zadies. I think yeah. it'll be a little too much of a play. We get there for our sh- our show. And the coolest part about it, which I'm going to post online, is they had all these famous comedians' faces painted on the outside of it, which was cool. The line was forever. We were so early, and we get in line. And that was the beginning of the, oh, my God, we're the only white people here. Because it wasn't in the right nice right animal house. There were more white people in that animal house scene than there was at this comedy club, Zach. I, I wearing a Christian McCaffrey jersey. He's going to go all in. I actually dressed up relatively. I put on a nice collared shirt and some jeans. We went to this comedy you show. Walk home in just flip flops. <laughs> and we get in there. CBS flip flops or nothing else. Look, I was with a couple. It's me. It's Julia. So between the three and a half white people that we make up, 
one or two other in the room and a set of parents in a room of 300. I'm telling you, there was no more than six white people. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be experience. I'm very happy to appreciate it. We get in there and the first comedian gets up, the second comedian, the third comedian. Zach, it was like we were in a foreign country and only knew 30% of the language. There were jokes that were just landing and I feel like I only understood about- um, pick a random one. So you said Latvia earlier. They were That's speaking. Not what I was going for. They were speaking Latvian. All right, Latvian. The Latvian is flowing, and I feel like I understood thirty to forty percent. And with context, maybe I was getting sixty to seventy. At multiple times, the room is just knee slapping, belly laughing, and we're looking at each other. Oh, go. Yeah. What, what, the share. What, what? No, I mean all you kept here was. So I take it you're not a big hip into the Tyler Perry scene. Do you know how many punchlines were white people be like, and then that was the joke? It was one of those nights where was I said- funny at least? Like so, some of the stuff was funny. There was a couple of church scenes, which I could appreciate where the, the guys were doing bits. Some of them were a little outdated. Some of them were- Was it all bits? Was it a big enough club that was just their act? Or was it a small club that they'd find, you know, you four honkies and just start tormenting you? They did most of the bits type stuff. But, you know, one of the guys was using the DJ to play music for him and he was interacting with it where it was a little more rehearsed and a little more polished, which was fine. But these guys were getting up. And at one point, the guy dropped an aura. And then he goes, that's right. I said aura. Do you know what? No. L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-A-S-T. We'll discuss. This happened, Zach, and the whole now the the amount of times that people wreck just rail on you guys. We were far enough back that they at one point they said something, but there was a glow in the dark. That's how it was. Yeah. We were in a foreign land in a foreign language. But it was one of those things that I guess I was happy I did it, you know? Yeah. Live to tell. The other thing that I wanted to talk about with you today is I kind of have started going back to work. Now I have a space. Thank you. I have a space for PT. So what I'm trying to do now is get out and network and market. That way, when I get started, I will have met some local I'm clinicians. You with like one of those sandwich ads twirling the arrow to, to get to your PT. Lime green everything. That's that. There's marketing. I put on my lime green polo, my lime green sponsored by Ron Katz breakaway therapy mask, which is so comfortable. And I hit the road yesterday and today all day hitting all the different anything I could find, man. Family practice, doctors, acupuncture, podiatrists, whatever. Now, what was I doing? How many 80-year-old women did you bang today? Until they couldn't breathe anymore. The idea was, and somebody had told me about this years ago, and it's something that I always wanted to do, is instead of going in, because you know when you go market, you can't just walk in and be like, hey, send me patients. The joke they say is going into a doctor's office and telling them, hey, I'm good at physical therapy. Send me your patients. I will prove to you how good I am. They'll then tell everybody. It's the same thing as going up to a woman in bar and saying, hey, I'm amazing at sex. If you come home with me right now, not only will you keep coming, but you'll tell all your other friends to keep coming. It's weird. It's cheap. It's sleazy. So the I, No, it doesn't. No. It, it comes off cheesy. What I did was I created a contest where I would go in, I would meet the people and then tell them, hey, I'm offered do- also doing a contest for free lunches, which immediately is like free lunch. What could be better than that? So Dr. Horowitz wants a free lunch? It's for the whole office staff and everything to help schmooze and help get that in there. Okay. Yeah, get it in. So I walk into a couple of places. I had some hits. I had some misses. 
I went into a place today where I knock on the door. The reception area is a complete mirror. The lady opens it up. I have my mask on. She has her mask on. And I said, hey, how's it going? My name's Alan. I'm a new therapist in the area. I'm looking to meet some of the local practitioners. And she just kind of nods along. And I said, you know, I would love to grab your business card. Also, I'm doing a contest for free lunch. And it's, it was kind of muffled. She says, eh, we, don't do, we don't do lunches here. And I, I stopped. I was like, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You guys don't eat lunch? She goes, we don't want your free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and it was – listen, I probably talked to 20, 25 different places. It was Phenomenal. by far the – I just – I thought I didn't hear her correctly. An amazing rejection. Amazing. So I then leave and I'm going about my day. Can you and tell I, her, by the way, your rejection game is very strong. I would have just leaned into it at that point. I go to another place later in the day. Now, my spidey sense is already on high alert for anybody who's going to start giving me any type of shit. So I go into another place and here I walk in and I said, hi, is, uh, you know, I do my whole shtick. And then she just stops and I said, you know, I'm doing this contest for free lunches. And she goes, no. And I now I turned to her and I said, oh, I'm sorry. Do you not want me to refer patients to you? And she makes this very confused face, at which point the office manager comes from the back and goes, are you looking for Dr. Smith? And I said, yeah. She goes, we rented space to him two years ago. He hasn't been here. We're a children ophthalmology clinic. I don't. <laughs> and I felt so small because I got very snippy with this lady very would, quick. You, you know, you owe them a free lunch just for being a dick. <laughs> Just give them a gift card to like Applebee's and call it a day. I said, thanks. And uh, I turned around and walked out. No, you got to get them a gift card. I'm never going to see any of these people anymore. Yes, you are. Tomorrow when you show back up with your apology gift card. I want you to consider those two situations in the candidates for Pichadu of the week. Because I want to roll into that real quick. You for both of them. Candidate number three, I guess, as football season is starting, wide receiver, rookie, prospect we're going to call him jamar chase for the cincinnati bungles i don't know if you've he's heard he, he yeah, is he's having he's all one. the drops right now so for he's people who don't know he was drafted very high he's supposed to be amazing and he can't Burrow catch had him in college they were doing lights out correct he can't, can't catch, catch a cold, cold. Oh, and right and right now he has come out with the excuse it's because the football doesn't have the white stripes that and he they had the ball in. is bigger which shouldn't be easier to catch bigger he is candidate i guess number three number four did you hear the baby on the cover of the nirvana album Nevermind is suing yeah do you know how many kids peckers are over the walls of all their parents which is probably way more embarrassing because the people end up knowing who they are versus if that guy walked into you in the street singing Nevermind, wearing that shirt nobody knows who he is nobody cares nobody cares and Pisha do candidate number five. Did you hear about the bride who started sending invoices to her guests that no-showed for $240? You can do that? <laughs> did you have any no-shows? I don't know. Jenna, we have any no-shows? I think we had like one. I think we did have one. Maybe someone didn't have a date. My sister was to bring a date. He didn't show. Like the last minute, she canceled on him. So there's 200 bucks she owes me. There it is. 250 plus a- 250 plus appies. Yeah, so... How'd she pull that off? She just did it? Did she get any payment? Do you think I read the articles? I don't know. I assume that yours and Julia's wedding is cash everything. Essentially, it is. You're paying for your trip. Yeah, I'm paying it bot or whatever they use over there. So there you go, Zachy. Um, Bot candidates. This is where you make money. Catch the damn ball. Worse than me yelling at that lady? 
Yeah, he's the worst. His answer, his excuse that the ball is bigger and doesn't have a little white stripe on it, go get LASIK or, or get bigger hands. <laughs> what he's really saying is that he's a little guy for a receiver. Oh, right. Bigger ball. This week for trivia, it's been a while, but yeah, apparently- you, you, you issued a subpoena again. You guilt me into doing it, so I'm doing it. Here it comes. Coming at you hot. So, Do I get a topic before you start? Yeah. Because the reason we're doing this late and such, fantasy drafts and fantasy football and fantasy everything, fantasy is your topic. In the Lord of the Rings fantasy series. No, oh, <laughs> um, so the original fant- well, fantasy sports and just goes back decades, apparently, in some iteration. But the original formal fantasy sports, rotisserie baseball, was founded in a chicken restaurant by a bunch of sports writers. I went to high school with one of their parents, the kid of one of the parents started it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What decade was it founded? 70s. 80s. I watched that documentary. Decadence. It was was by far one of the worst 30 for 30s because it was 20 minutes of information and then they did reenactments of it. So so I said to Tom, we should make a game. And then they have five assholes sitting in a restaurant. He goes, we should make a game. And Tom says back to me, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? It was so bad. In the fantasy era, who has had the single best scoring game, basic scoring, Ever. We're talking about football? Yeah, football. The single best basic scoring fantasy football game. LaDainian Tomlinson? He has not. It is Clinton Portis in 2003. Not doing well these days. You following his story? He's having some problems. For people who don't know, he has a lawsuit for child support, I think. That's what made this one funny because you said that earlier. Wait, it's gotten worse though. His the lawsuit is not even for that much money. It's like a couple hundred K with some, you know, late payments and interest or whatever, where apparently he was living in a one bedroom apartment in Bumblefuck, Virginia, as recently as three years ago. But currently he is being investigated, I think, by the FBI, where they were trying to defraud the players' union for money. And that he's he's looking that at is, 10 years in jail for that. Should be so lucky. Gets three meals a day. While we're on the topic, though, just so plus or minus five points, what was his daily score? 72. 55.4. So That's the highest one ever? You're telling me Jamal Charles that one year? Uh, according to this thing, according to the sports something site. I'm going to look this up. This doesn't look sound up. right. That's what I saw. Clinton Portis. Same Wait, you're telling me more than Peyton Manning's seven touchdown game? It's 55. Peyton There's Manning. no way. There's no way, Zach. Maybe they did four points for a touchdown. Look it up. All right. Same question if you're going to challenge it. For a season, who has the most points per season for a season for a player? Basic scoring. Do I get any hints? I mean, I'm just picking from anything. Running back. Sean Alexander. You just said his name. But they need oh, LT. Damn it. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey is the consensus number one pick during the fantasy football era. Name the only other Caucasian running back to reach RB1 status for a season. RB1 meaning he was the overall number one or no, he was an RB1? He finished at the top half of the league in running backs. Oh, he was on the Madden cover, right? Uh, maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. Pay- what was his name? I want to say Peyton Hillis. Is that who it was? It is oh. who it was. Badass. Got one. That was he going full-blown Allison. You were going full-Allison. <laughs> According to NFL.com, who are the best three offensive players to ever attend the U, University of Maryland? It has to be Boomer. I'll give you two out of three. Let's see if you go all three, but two out of three. Boomer the is one. Boomer has to be one. Is another one a quarterback? Come on. No. No? Only quarterback listed. The other two play the same position, shockingly. Are they like? Are they still in the NFL? One might be. One might be. But he's really on a great – he's got to be a great bush by now if he's still in the NFL. <laughs> 
This feels easy. I'll say Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is one. Is he Two still out of the league? The, I don't think so. And then the other one is also a tight end. I don't think I, yeah. know, I, don't think I know the tight end. Frank Wycheck. Oh, yeah. The Music City Miracle. There it is. Yeah. You got your two out of three. So you did all right. That was something. Beautiful. Football is here. Football trivia. Football we didn't really trivia. talk about it. I was depressed two hours ago. I feel so better now. I got your boy in two out of my three leagues. Or had your boy because he's dead. Ravens lost Gus Edwards today to an ACL tear. True yeah. story. This was not intentional. What's going on the practice there? Somebody sent me a trade in my biggest money league where they wanted my Gus Edwards and Marquez Callaway for their Josh Jacobs and Allen Robinson. And I didn't really love the trade because I wouldn't, I didn't want those guys, but I look at it as this. If I was drafting and Allen Robinson was still on the board, I would have taken him over Gus Edwards. And if I was drafting, I would have taken. I did the trade three days ago. It processed three this morning. Ago. Fantastic. Good for you. I think you one offered th- it today, like early. No, I accepted it. It's already gone through, and it was one of those things. Oh, if he offered it today, you still should accept it and should no, go through. I, no, your league would have voided it? Yes. Fuck that. He's an idiot. Or, you know, life happens. An imperfect world. Preseason picks. How many wins do the J-E-T-S get this year? Tops. Optimistic five. Five? Pops. I'm going Ravens 10. That's my prediction. That is bold. Who's your daddy? The podcast. Thanks for listening. We had fun. Enjoy football. Enjoy us. Tell a friend. People, make sure share these videos. Share all things. Tell people about the podcast. Hey, my Fisher won the first set at at Fernandez. Good for her. Football's on in a minute. (laughs) Daddy loves you. Bye-bye. We out.